Hello everyone and welcome to the Kids Story Room. My name's Seb and I'd like to give a big shout out to Emmy and Stella. Thanks for your great review. We're so glad you like our podcast. This Christmas story is dedicated to you. We really hope you like it. Have fun and Merry Christmas. The Best Christmas by Anastine. Stella and Immy live on a farm by the coast with their mum and dad and many, many animals. On Stella and Immy's farm, there are lots of sheep and goats and llamas, horses and also some cows, some chooks, a rooster, three dogs, one cat and several mice. There are also kangaroos, echidnas, wallabies and sometimes even koalas. It is a very busy, very noisy farm and Stella and Immy love it. During the week there are so many things to be done on the farm and everyone is busy looking after the animals, making sure they have enough grass to eat and water to drink and shade to rest in. Christmas time is one of the busiest times of all on Stella and Emmy's farm. It's summer and it can often get very hot. The whole family has to work hard to keep all the animals watered and cool and then of course the family all get very hot and tired too. The excellent thing about having a farm near the coast is that they can go to the beach for a swim at the end of a hot day to cool off. Sometimes they ride the horses down to the beach and let them swim too. The horses love walking in the water and Stella and Immy love holding onto their reins and floating alongside them, looking up at the deep blue sky and listening to the bubbly sounds of the horses snorting as they tow them along in the water. There is also a curious mob of kangaroos who live on the farm who always follow them to the beach for a swim. People laugh when Stella and Emmy tell them about their kangaroo friends who love going in the sea. Kangaroos can't swim, they say. Oh yes they can, Stella and Emmy reply. These kangaroos are actually very good swimmers. They use their hind legs and their tails to speed them along. The only thing they can't do is swim backwards. But then neither can the horses. On Christmas Eve, they take a picnic and ride the horses down to the beach. The kangaroos always bound along beside them. The horses are so used to the roos that they are never startled. They've just become part of the family. After swimming the horses, laughing at the kangaroos ploughing through the water with their tiny front paws, and munching up their delicious Christmassy picnic of prawns and salads and homemade chocolate truffles, Stella and Immy go looking for crabs in the rock pools and splash about in the shallows until the sun sets, blazing hot and fiery orange, sizzling a little on the horizon before it sinks down behind the sea. Then they pack up their things and ride quietly back to the house through the bush, walking between trees as their shadows fade into darkness and the stars begin to wink down at them, one by one, until the whole sky is carpeted in a scattery wonder of twinkling silver. When they arrive home, Stella and Immy put out some Christmas cake and a drink for Santa, and a whole pile of carrots for the reindeer. 
They like to leave the carrots in a trail so that Santa can find his way inside the house. It can be tricky to navigate on the farm, with all the sheds and stables and other outhouses, and they don't want him to get lost. This particular Christmas Eve, it was even hotter than usual. The day had been absolutely boiling. It had been 42 degrees in the shade when the sun was up, and now, when the sun had set, it was still over 30. Stella and Immy and her mum and dad stayed at the beach a little longer than usual, just to stay cool. And now, as they arrived back at the house, they were starting to sweat again. I need another swim, said Immy. Me too, said Stella. I know it's hot, said their mum, but it really is time for bed now. If you don't go to sleep, Santa won't be able to come. You know he's very busy and very shy. He needs you to be fast asleep. Come on into bed. It will be nice and cool inside. All right, agreed Immy. But Mum? Yes? How does Santa stay cool? I mean, his work clothes are heavy red pants and a jacket lined with white fur and he has an enormous beard and wears a hat. He's going to be very hot out here tonight. You're right, said Mum. He will be. I'm sure he has some tricks for staying cool. Perhaps his sleigh is air-conditioned? Or maybe he carries big blocks of ice in it, suggested Stella. Or maybe when he comes from the Arctic to Australia, he could change from boots into flip-flops, like we do when we come inside from feeding the animals? Maybe he does, Immy. Who knows? Santa is pretty clever. He has to go from cold places to hot places all in one night. I'm sure he has a good way of staying cool. Now, off to bed, you two. It's getting late. Stella and Immy finished setting up the reindeers and Santa's treats. They left out buckets of water for the reindeer because they would surely be thirsty, and a big jug of icy water for Santa to help him cool down. Then they climbed into bed, and tired after such a hot and busy day, they drifted off to sleep almost immediately. Some time past midnight, Stella and Immy woke to the sound of a great thud. Immy, whispered Stella, did you fall out of bed? No, whispered Immy, I thought you did. No, what was that noise? I don't know, said Immy. Do you think we should check it out? Yes, let's, agreed Stella, and the two of them slowly and quietly climbed out of bed. It was still hot, hot and still. Not a breath of wind was stirring the leaves of the big gum tree outside their window. The moon was up and nearly full, casting a luminous white light over the yard outside. Stella and Immy crept over to the window and looked out. Their yard was full of the dark, moon-cast shadows of animals they didn't recognise. They were big, like horses, but a slightly different shape, and they had... Antlers! cried out Stella. Immy, they're reindeer. Santa's reindeer are in our yard. Look, they're eating the carrots. And it was true. There were nine reindeer scattered across the yard, some of them munching carrots and some with their heads in the buckets of water, taking a long, thirsty drink. Where's Santa? 
Stella whispered to Immy. Oh no, I think I see him, replied Immy. Look, he's lying on the front porch. And there, sprawled across the veranda, boots, red pants and jacket, white beard and fluffy hat, lay Santa, pouring one of the reindeer's buckets of water over his head to try and get cool. Stella and Immy looked at each other. Oh dear, said Immy. He looks like he might have heat stroke. We'd better help him. Let's go, said Stella. The two girls crept out of their bedroom, tiptoed past their mum and dad's room where they could hear them quietly snoring, and over to the front door. Santa's icy water jug and Christmas cake were still sitting under the Christmas tree. He hadn't even made it inside yet. That must have been the thud that woke them up. Santa collapsing on their front porch. Stella picked up the cold water jug and they carefully opened the front door so as not to startle Santa. Santa, they whispered. Huh? Oh, oh, oh dear me, said Santa. Oh, I'm sorry. This is terrible. No one is meant to see me. It's just, I'm so... <gasps> hot? asked Dimmy. Oh, yes, hot, replied Santa. Very, very hot. Super duper whooper hot. Stella and Immy laughed and gave him the icy cold water, which he drank in one long, grateful gulp. Well, it is summer, said Immy, and we are having a heat wave. And you're dressed for the North Pole, Stella pointed out. Yes, so I am, said Santa. I think I was in a bit of a hurry and I forgot to rejig my outfit for the Australian heat. I have it on under here somewhere. Well, you'd best take those boots and that coat and hat off or you'll never feel better, said Stella. Even inside in our air conditioning you'd be too hot. How about you get changed and we'll go and get you some more water, said Immy. And an ice block. Do you like icy poles? I live in an icy pole, said Santa. What on earth do you mean? It's an ice block we have here in Australia called an icy pole. It's a bit like frozen lemonade, said Immy. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yes, please. Stella and Immy left Santa to change and crept back inside to get him some more iced water and an icy pole from the freezer. I think we should give him two, said Immy. I agree, said Stella. When they returned to the porch, Santa had transformed. Gone was the big heavy black boots and the thick red long pants, the heavy winter fur-lined jacket and the big fluffy hat. Santa now had a pair of flip-flops on, some red board shorts, a white singlet, no hat, and he had tied his beard up in a little bun so that it didn't fall over his chest. He looked much better, and his face was not quite so red. That's better, said Stella as she handed over the icy poles. Now you look ready for an Australian Christmas, Santa. Ah, I feel much better too, said Santa as he devoured the icy poles. Mmm, these are delicious. Thank you. Much better tasting than the snow in the icy pole where I'm from. And he laughed, a tinkling, booming laugh that sounded like flutes and double basses playing together. When Santa had finished the ice blocks and the water, he turned and looked out at the reindeer in the yard. They were all lying down, fast asleep. Now, Stella and Dimmy, 
I am afraid we have a problem. How do you know our names? asked Dimmy. Of course I know your names. I'm Santa. I'm at your house to deliver you presents for underneath your tree. But the problem is, I'm only halfway through delivering presents to all the children in Australia, and then I have to get to New Zealand and the Pacific Islands and actually all of Africa before morning. And my reindeer have all fallen asleep in the heat. They're not really built for this hotty, hot, hot climate. And the thing is, with my reindeer, once they go to sleep, it's really very awfully terribly hard to wake them up again. So I'm in a bit of a muddly conundrum about what to do. Is there some way we can help? asked Stella. We could try and wake them up for you. Well, thank you, Stella. That's very kind. Shall we try? So the three of them, Santa, Stella, and Immy, walked over to the reindeer and tried to wake them. They tried tickling them, whispering in their ears, even pulling their tails, which wasn't very nice, but they were getting a little desperate. Time was ticking on. But to no avail. They were all fast, fast asleep. Even Rudolph lay there with his red nose shining inside an empty bucket of water, twitching his legs every now and then as he dreamed. Yes, I'm afraid they won't wake up now until the first light of dawn, the silly things. I'm stumped, you know. I really don't know what to do. Without my reindeer to pull my sleigh, I can't get the presents to the children. Oh dear, what a disaster! Said Santa glumly, and he began to cry. Oh, don't cry, Santa! Said Immy. We'll find a way. We have horses here on our farm. Would they be of any help? Do you have any magic dust to help them fly? That's kind of you," snuffled Santa. But horses can't pull the sleigh. Only reindeer can. And he began to cry even harder. Just then. Stella noticed a small movement in the moonlight out of the corner of her eye. She turned to look out into the trees beyond the porch, and there, casting little shadows in the moonlight, was the mob of kangaroos that always went swimming at the beach with them. And tonight, there was more of them. In fact, looking out between the still, hot, drooping gum trees, were hundreds of kangaroos, all looking towards Santa and Stella and Dimmy. Oh wow! Gasped Stella. What? Asked Dimmy. Look, and Stella pointed in the direction of the trees. Dimmy's eyes widened as she saw the kangaroos. There's hundreds of them, said Dimmy. Hundreds of what? Sniffed Santa. Kangaroos, said Stella. Santa, look, I think they want to help us. And as the three of them looked out to the kangaroos, they began to hop slowly towards them, out of the trees and into the yard. Careful not to hop on top of the sleeping reindeer, they made their way up to the edge of the veranda, all the while looking at Santa. The female kangaroos were holding their pouches open, their joeys hopping on the ground next to their mums. They want to help! cried Immy. Look, they're holding their pouches open. They're trying to tell you that they could carry presents in their pouches. Ah,、oh, Santa, can they? Can they help? Kangaroos can go really fast. They won't get hot. They're used to this weather. They can swim too if they need to. 
Could you help them to fly, Santa? You wouldn't need the sleigh. They can carry the presents in their pouches and we could ride on the big one's backs to help them know where to take the presents. There's hundreds of them. We can still save Christmas in time. Oh my, said Santa. He had entirely stopped crying and was looking in amazement at the kangaroos. I did not know that these hippity-hoppity animals could be quite so brilliant. Yes, I can help you all to fly. You amazing animals of hotty hot Australia, you have saved the night. Let's go. There's no time to waste. Santa ran, or rather stumbled in his flip-flops, over to his sleigh, which was parked beside the house. The kangaroos bounded along behind him. From his sleigh, the first thing he did was draw out two big handfuls of magic dust, which he threw up into the air and it scattered in a glittery drift over all the kangaroos and Immy and Stella too. Then he pulled out sacks and sacks of presents, which he tucked into the kangaroos' pouches, and some of them he tied to the bigger kangaroos' backs. The three biggest roos he kept free of presents, but instructed Stella and Immy to climb onto their backs, which they did easily. Stella and Immy were so used to riding horses that they felt very safe and happy climbing onto the backs of these big and friendly kangaroos. Santa leapt onto the back of the very biggest kangaroo and cried out, Let the magic of Christmas live on! And hundreds of kangaroos carrying presents and the three carrying Santa and Immy and Stella, rose up into the night sky and began bounding through the hot, Christmassy air. They all worked hard that night. The kangaroos holding the right presents for the right house would dive out of the sky, landing in a silent leap, either on the roof or at the front door. Then either Santa, Stella or Immy would wriggle down the chimney or creep in through the front door and leave the presents under the tree. In some places there was no tree, in some places there was no roof or no door, but they just left the presents in the stockings as close to the sleeping children as they could without waking them. Then they'd leap back on their kangaroo's back and whiz back up into the night sky. Every now and then the kangaroos would dive down out of the sky and take a quick dip in the ocean to keep cool. The fresh splash of cold sea on the bodies of Santa, Stella and Immy helped them stay cool and keep their energy up during the long night hours of busy, busy present landing. By the time they got to their last stop, at the very tip of Morocco in Africa, they were exhausted and the first cracks of dawn were beginning to show in the sky. Well done, everyone. We've done it, cried Santa, as Stella leapt onto the back of her kangaroo after delivering presents to the very last house. Home to Stella and Immy's place, called Santa, and the kangaroos swung about and headed south, bounding through the early dawn light at breakneck speed to make it home to South Australia before the sunrise. And... Just as the sun began to peep its fiery hot head over the distant hills, Santa, Immy and Stella skidded down out of the sky into the yard outside their house, where nine reindeer were stirring and the rooster was beginning to crow. As soon as they landed, 
the kangaroos hopped quietly off in between the trees and lay down to rest. They were asleep in a heartbeat. Oh, wow, said Imi. I think that was the best fun I have ever, ever had. Me too, said Stella. Thank you so much, Santa. It is me who needs to thank you two, said Santa. Without you two, millions of children would be waking up with no presents this morning. You two have made Christmas this year, and I can't thank you enough. For cooling me down when I overheated, for your amazing kangaroo friends, and for your help and energy all night. And now, before I disappear back to the North Pole, it is time for your presents. Oh, we don't need presents, Santa. The fun we had tonight and spending time with you is all we could wish for. Well, I have an idea, said Santa. What would you say if I were to ask you if you would like to do it all again next year? Would that be something you'd consider doing? Really? asked Imi in delight. We could help you next Christmas too? Ride on the kangaroos and fly through the night and deliver presents to children and hang out with you, Santa? Really and truly? Really and truly. I'll see you next year, around midnight. And this time, I promise to change into shorts and flip-flops before I get to Australia so that I don't overheat. We won't be in such a rush then. I will look forward to it very much. Merry Christmas, Stella and Immy. I hope you have a wonderful day. And with that, Santa leapt into his sleigh. The reindeer, fully awake now, trotted over and lined up in front of it. Santa threw out a handful of magic dust and up they ran, into the brightening dawn light, nine reindeer towing a sleigh behind them, and Santa, in a singlet, shorts and flip-flops, waving out of the sleigh down at Stella and Immy on the ground. "'We'd better hop back into bed before Mum and Dad wake up,' said Stella. "'Yes, you're right,' said Immy. And the two of them crept back into the house and down the hall into their room. Before they hopped into bed, They looked out of the window to see a big mob of sleeping kangaroos in the shade of the gum trees. They climbed into bed and fell into a deep and dreamily happy sleep. A couple of hours later, their mum and dad woke them up, sitting on the ends of their beds. Their faces were troubled and they looked sad. What is it? asked Dimmy. I'm afraid we have some bad news, said dad. Huh? yawned Stella. It looks like Santa didn't come this year, said Mum. Oh, yes, he did. It's okay, said Immy. But he didn't eat his cake, and there's no presents from him under the tree, said Dad. No, replied Stella. But that's okay. Not all presents are things, and we spent some really good time with Santa last night. Their mum raised her eyebrows. Oh, okay. So you're not sad? No way, said Immy. We are about as happy as we could be. This is the best Christmas ever. And Stella and Immy yawned, rolled over and went back to sleep. Their mum and dad shrugged their shoulders, left the girls sleeping and took their coffee out onto the front porch. 
That's strange, said Dad. Look at that mob of kangaroos over there under the trees. Sleeping. At this time of day. They're normally up, looking for food. And Stella and Immy, said Mum. Sleeping. At this time of day. On Christmas morning. Oh, well, said Dad. I'm sure they'll be up soon. Perhaps it's just too hot for everyone. Happy Christmas, my love. Happy Christmas, everyone. I hope you have a lovely time.